to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcast. That's The Wine Situation. Wine Wine with with an H. H. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein, and today on the show, Dave Christensen, or Mark David Christensen, or David Christensen, however you know him. Uh, He goes by a lot of names, but we will sort that all out for you, I think. Do we actually cover it? I don't know if we actually came to any conclusion. Anyway, I want to say, please leave feedback and subscribe to the show in iTunes. Thank you to the newest person who left feedback. This is a weird one. Steven Perlstein left a comment and he rated the show only four stars. Now this is confusing to me because I did not write the review and I did not give myself only four stars. So whoever the person is who decided to steal my identity in the smallest of ways, um, at least be accurate with my identity, rate it five stars or, you know, Get your own account and don't steal my name. Whatever makes you happy. All right. Follow the blog at improvobsession.com. Like the show on Facebook. Uh, I think that is it. Here it goes. Mark David Christensen. It's the Improv Obsession Podcast. It's the Improv Obsession Podcast. It's the Improv Obsession Craig Kikowski came over. He brought pastries. Oh, what a great and guy. I was like, you're the best guy. Yeah. I like Craig. I like Craig. I like Craig, too. Um, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Uh, my guest sitting across from me, very, like, trying to put down his beer, Dave Christensen. Hi. Hey. Say, shit. No. Say hey. Say your hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Do you go by... Because you go by... Mark okay. David Christensen. Yeah. And apparently... That, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. You know what's hilarious about. about that is, like, the other night, somebody said there's been apparently confusion around the community about what to call me. I believe that. Let's, and I, let's, let's talk understand. it out. Because when I moved here, um, I, I always I always called myself Dave yeah. or David. Yeah. Um, and so when I moved here, I thought that would just be my name. But then I got into SAG, mm. and there was already a David Christensen. That's surprising. Which, which I was really, I was kind of upset because he had an E N and I had an O N. So I thought, well, we can, we can, I yeah. can still have my just be David Christensen, but they did, they refused. Wow. So I originally was M David Christensen because I was like, oh, people can keep calling me David. And Mike Charmelon style, I get it. That's one of the reasons I changed it because <laughs> I don't like him as a director. Two, I kept getting annoyed when I go to like auditions and they'd be like, what's the M stand for? And I was like, fuck, I do, I'm sick of that being the conversation in the yeah. room. And so I submitted and I changed it to my full name. And that's just my full name, Mark okay. David Christensen. So, da- so David Christensen is your middle David is your middle name. Yeah, in and my then, in my family, all the boys go by their middle names. Okay. That's an interesting tradition. And it's not a, and it's never gotten it that tradition has not passed on to past my family. That's weird. <laughs> Nobody of my like all my nephews and nieces go by their first names. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> my mom and my dad were just like, No, we're changing it up. That's funny. Yeah, at the uh 
I love I love like weird uh, family traditions. Mine, uh, like my family, doesn't have a consensus on how to pronounce my last name. Uh, it's Pearlstein or Pearlstein. It's pretty evenly just, split down the middle. Pretty wow, evenly really? split down the middle. Who goes by what? And it's just like, well, I get. I guess we're just making it up. So you say? I say Pearlstein. Pearlstein. Yeah. yeah. Just, but there's just, like there's like there's probably like I guess in like my immediate family, you know, people I see regularly. There's like ten of us. And it's literally five and five. Okay. Yeah. And, do, and you're, do, you, do you say it that way because, like, that's what your dad said? That's what my dad said. And then all my uncles, my three uncles, my grandma, um, they all say Pearlstein. And, like, I didn't realize it until probably I was, like, 15 or 16 years old. So I'm like, you guys are saying it different. Ah. Uh, I'm like, what are we that's doing? That's so funny. It's a, big, it's a big problem for me. It's like It reminds me of, like, one of my favorite, like, the, like Frank, um, young Frankenstein. It's oh yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein is my favorite movie. My grandpa, like one of my favorite movies. My grandpa, oh. who I'm named after, showed it to me when I was a kid, and I was like, "This is they do this." Love it. Love it. May has still one of my favorite lines of all time in a comedy. Um, is when <laughs> the girl, the women show up, mm-hmm. and he's all grab the bags, and Igor goes, and he, he says, "You get, the, you, I'll get the blonde, you get you, the brunette." Yeah, it's just, it's insane. I, I, you could turn that right now, and I will. Out it's the fun- that movie is the funniest. <laughs> I saw it like like I remember I remember the week or weekend whatever I spent with my grandpa my grandma and grandpa and I saw Young Frankenstein and uh, Happy Gilmore and like the same weekend I think nice. and I was like I all I want is comedy that's like awesome. that's the only thing there is in the world as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but yeah, Young Frankenstein. You could do enough with those. You could do, you could pretty you could, like it's a good it's I don't know I feel like that's pretty representative too. Like I love goofy sh- shit like and oh. that's and that's like the best like Frank. I mean you talk you know you know you get the blonde I'll get the brunette. It's such like a weird fucking uh. such a great simple life. I think I think comedy and movie like in the general sense movie wise. I mean I do the movie podcast so this mm-hmm. is probably. But, um, One photo reviews, reviews movie, movie podcast. podcast. Um, Check it out on iTunes. <laughs> is that I think we've kind of gone into that. It's very dry now. Yeah, is that you know what I mean? Humor, dead, humor's gone really dry and dramedy. Whereas, yeah. like, and, and then sadly, the goofy stuff. The goofy stuff has become shitty. Like the really shitty, like scary movie parodies. Yeah. So then, like, there's no niche right now for someone like Mel Brooks. To make or Woody Allen's like earlier stuff to do a, like I wish somebody would come back and do a really good uh, silly comedy like that. I yeah, mean, I think Step Brothers probably is the first one that like it's real silly. Yeah, is the the closest thing in those movies. I think uh, uh, I, I'm kind of like let me back up Anchorman. I would agree. I like Anchorman. Those guys, but do you know it. what? You know what the uh, the the Mel Brooks thing had that uh, that they do well and is not done. I think anymore is that I don't. I don't know if it's the silly so much, but it's like it's almost like I think the probably the best way to put it is they like really perform it. They perform it sometimes to the camera, like like that line is like totally like to the camera, mm-hmm. like where it's not it's not in any way. But like movies that do that now, they don't. They're not like able to do it. I don't know. I just never see yeah. it. It's just whenever, yeah, whenever it does happen, it's just like uh, these two girls, huh? And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like it's yeah. not, it's, it's not even it's not even funny lines. It's, it's just not, like it's less huh? I yeah. mean, we, I had a conversation with Becky Drysdale in class. Like, we literally wasted 30 minutes of our class just talking about movies Love today. Love it. Oh, I got to take I, that class like, now. Like, I think we, we felt, like, at the end of the class, she was like, we should start on time. And I was like, I could have just sat there for two hours and talked to you about yeah. movies and stuff. But um, we talked about, like, we were talking about how we both, like, love and death. And, like, we were, 
it was a whole class discussion, but yeah, they're like how those movies are so full of city, like really just silly freaking beats. Yeah, and like I haven't seen like I mean even Anchorman and those like they have their moments where there's scenes that are like here's like a like a like a joke or a whole a whole scene is like a it's like whatever game or yeah. arc it's gonna follow. Yeah, but I haven't seen a real movie that's just packed with bits. Bits, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's such a I don't know, it's like a it's like a lost art or something. But I don't know. Uh, then again, then again I, I think like people kind of downplay the state of comedy movies right now. Like it's or it's it's like people think that like oh, the only thing going on in comedy is like Judd Apatow, which is is not really true and of- like kind of like not the all the, the whole style, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's he's hmm. just one style. Yeah, I don't know. And most people, I haven't seen his new movie, but in the last two movies, people have been saying they're disappointing. But yeah. Everybody, did, what, what's the last Apatow movie you saw? Knocked Up. Knocked Up. You like I it? I haven't seen Funny People. Yeah. I like Funny People. I liked This Is 40 a lot. And those are both, like, I get why people don't like them because they're not so, like, average, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. They're good. And, like, honestly, like, the to me, the best parts of Funny People... And this is forty. Even though you didn't see him, I'm going to tell you. Uh, is there's a, there's a, there's that nice like there's that nugget of truth and heart in there, and I'm like, oh, I love I it. I love that. I love I that because like I was like that was that was a cool thing about Knocked Up. There's like you kind of got like the the nugget of truth and heart. Like when uh, was it is it Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen, and he didn't like read the books, but like he got them. Like it's like yeah, that's totally it. Like he didn't read the baby books, but he bought the baby books. That's totally human yeah. and real, and I love it. Yeah. Like that's he's like he's trying, but he's just a person. That's, exactly. Yeah. That's why I have several books that probably some of them have not been read. You have, yeah. I, <laughs> I buy I buy books uh, and I'm like I want to read this. Uh, who knows what will happen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. So let's. Uh, we, we we've been talking about everything, everything but, but improv. improv. Uh, and you know what? Like let's just let's fucking do it. Let's how's how's that? Uh, what what you get, man? I got a gringa. It's called a gringa. It's pastor with pineapple and cheese. What the fuck is it? It's is like that... a quesadilla. In, but it's in not. Sense. Yeah, it's different. I think the like, <laughs> gringa, I feel like they're somewhat making fun of me because yeah. it feels like it's a it's gringo, but yeah. the the female. But, yeah. But they, I'm like, I like it. I they just, they they just make fun of everybody who orders it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about improv. Um, uh, I, I know you from... Uh, one of my improv teams. You host Manifesto Show. You're now on Mr. Town City, which uh, is a new a new Herald team. And just last Ooh. round, uh, whoop whoop, go see them Monday nights. Um, but uh, and and I'd seen you perform plenty when I was starting out. But I, I don't know uh, your way into to comedy and stuff. So let's let's talk about that. How do you, how do you find your way in there? How did I? Well, I'm from Utah, and when I grew up in the Utah, funniest state, the funniest of the states, the whole be- the Beehive State. <laughs> um, I found my way into this, like, comedy now, like, yeah. where I'm at and, like, how I want to kind of keep pursuing it when I moved to L.A. Because in Utah, I, I mean, I, it's funny looking back because I think I did, like, bits without knowing they were bits with my friends and stuff. Sure. But I mainly was just doing acting and, like, and pursuing that. I was like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be an actor, you know? Yeah. And, like, and whatever, did that. And then... I did a comedy, which was kind of serendipitous, I think is the right term, because I did, I did a comedy right before I moved. Mm. We were about to do Chekhov, real heavy, sure. even though there's humor in it, but it's really, yeah. Um, uh, and then it got 
something happening with the production, like we had to switch. So we switched to a, a play called The uh, Musical Comedy Murders of 1940. No singing. Oh, there was a little bit of singing, but it's not a musical. And it's a play I did in high school, and I was like, cool, I can do this. And I got to play the comedian character in it. Yeah. And I had to watch it. I ended up watching Abbott Costell stuff. Yeah. Because my director asked me to do that. got to watch the Abbott yeah. Costello. Yeah, and... And I never, I never loving the production. Yeah. Like one of my favorite moments was like an improv moment without knowing you're doing improv or like not like being trained in it because mm-hmm. there's a part where the character came out, and I, I still love it to this day because you come out and there's a line in it where you see the like the guy that's murdering everybody. Yeah. And I and he runs away and I come out and the lady's like, Who, "What did he look like?" And I say like, "A guy in a gas mask." The line was like a guy wearing a black trench coat and a gas mask with a knife or whatever okay and my director tried to fuck with me and like would change the masks uh-huh. and one of the production night he made it this crazy like bearded mask yeah and I remember i saw it did the scene you know what i mean and you yeah. think because i you have it in you in yeah. ingrained in you that's what you have to say yeah and i remember on the spot going it's this and it's a moses and he had a moses mask on it was like yeah. and it was just like Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> like, see, yeah. Like, That's fun. That, see, I have like a very similar favorite moment in my high school. We did uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, and there's a part in it where my character gets slapped. And by the last, like, and we were doing like a real slap, but like soft for the first five productions. And then for some reason, in the, maybe the last two, this girl slapped the fuck out of me. Like, <laughs> like I'd never, I, I don't, I'm, to this day, I, like, I don't know, it's not like I get slapped, but I'd never imagined yeah. you, I get slapped that hard. Yeah. And then later in the play, what I do, same thing, later is I say, I say something, I complain about something, and I give a list of complaints of things that she did wrong. And in it, I added a super winking to the audience. See, my moment was winking to the audience and not being smart. I was like, and you slapped me really hard. And like, I kind of like turned out a little bit. And I was like, don't do it. Like, I was made a thing but of it. Did you get a big laugh? Oh, I got a huge laugh. And, 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 and that's still how I improvise today, is I wink <laughs> whenever I can to the oh, audience. But yeah, I think I have that same moment. But okay, so you, so you but, do this thing. And then I met my um, who's Barbara Gray was a, is a roommate my old roommate I yeah. don't have I don't know she's a stand up comedian out here in L A and she's awesome and we met doing screenwriting in high school mm. not high school excuse me college there you go. and because mm-hmm. I just thought she was funny and I and like when I wrote I naturally was like always leaning towards funny stuff yeah I just never knew how to like we'll get into that that's why coming out here made me be able to follow chase after the comedy better and be able to understand it. Right. Whereas it was just like, I kind of, I'm oh, writing funny, funny, but I don't yeah. know how to like yeah. hone in on it. And she, I, I knew I wanted to move, but then she kept per, like saying, Hey, you need to come out here and you need to come out here. Cause she moved a year before me. Yeah. I ended up moving out here, moving in with her and, um, another roommate. And, uh, I was like, I'm out here to do acting. And I got in an acting class. Uh, great class with John Kirby and he had me do comedy stuff too as well but then she he she was like you should take UCB and like the only thing I knew about UCB was that um, for the brief time that we had cable because there was like only a brief time in my life where I had actual like cable yeah. in my house their show was like I'd see reruns on Comedy Central on the yeah. show and I was like this is look there I think I can't remember is it Powerball the episode and I think it's in season three because it's not on any, either of the yeah. DVDs it's the so, one where they have like the weird baseball game that has the crazy fucking innings and like an ending seven you get to drive a car <laughs> and I to this day it's one of my favorite fucking things yeah. and I haven't seen it forever because I only saw it on those reruns yeah 
And so I was like, oh, I get, I, I'll look that. I didn't know who any yeah. of the four were. Amy Poehler was like vague to me on SNL. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not one of those SNL kids that grew up with SNL. That's I mean, enough. it was in the house. Yeah. But I grew up with Simpsons. That was my thing. Simpsons. Simpsons okay. was my biggest influence. In my house was that's what we watched. That's interesting. Are you, are you, I mean, real quick, are you still on Golden Era Simpsons, or do you believe um, I'm that a there snob. was? I'm a, I'm a fucking. Snob. You have you have like seasons that are like good, right? Yeah. I only oh, have cool. Like I have like one, the exact same ones. Yeah, I stopped because yeah, because even like we, we were no, pointing at DVDs. Sorry, yeah, podcasting world. Number eight, <laughs> season eight. I feel like the floor starts to come out. Yeah. There's good. There's gems in it, but the floor starts to fall. Yeah. And then when they started reusing, like, storylines, you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, this is the second time Marge and Homer are going to renew their vows. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, But, so I just jumped into, I said, okay, I'm going to take it. And I got in one-on-one with True Defonso Marks. Okay. And, like, Danny Cohen was there in my class. Camille Knox. What was this? Tons of people. 2009. Okay. Tons of people I'm still, like, I consider really good friends. Kyle Bosman, who writes for New Money. Yeah. Oh, he was in my 201. That's where I met him. Sorry. Um, a guy named Colin Whitman, who's a writer. And, like, I, I, the people, like, my community and, like, friendships came yeah. because I got into that class. Other yeah. than my roommate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was my first introduction. I think I'd maybe seen one show prior yeah. to that. Like, I went and saw, like, maybe last day of school. And I was like, holy shit, I'll try this. Yeah. And, but uh, 101, I was hooked. I was just fucking hooked. Yeah, man. And like since then, I've been making shitty mistakes and trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, like literally, I when I say shitty mistakes, shitty improv mistakes. But yeah. also I just life fell decisions. In love. Yeah, in life decisions. <laughs> well, plenty of mistakes there. But I just I fell in love with it so fast. Where we were literally. I mean, that first year, I kind of went nuts. Because yeah. I finished the program in that one year. I did the same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing. And did you? How many... I started. I started in June, and I, I was like, okay, well, I'll take an intensive so I can finish. And I want it, like in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get it done by December. And I finished yeah. my class before the year it ended with Billy Merritt. I made it four hundred one. Yeah. I was like, I need to do this. And like when I got into one hundred one, uh, I heard, I, like I got, I was. I was so into it. I just started Googling improv stuff, like wow. improv in Los Angeles, and I found out about the L.A. Improv Comedy Festival oh, at awesome. I.O. I took a workshop, and like, wow. and it was funny because like I took a workshop. It was it was in like the last week of my 101 class and then people were already talking shit about IO and I was like oh I just want to do more improv yeah. like people are already having and that's not to say that there's really? any reason to like talk shit about IO it's just one of those like it's like a, a cultural bias or like you it's have a team really... it's like a weird thing and you're like eh it's just improv let's all relax it is um, uh, I agree did you I did this I, I mean I got really intense because I would just take one after another and like I went with like me Camille Knox Bailey Massey this team called Mostly Single yeah. that was back in the day. That I remember I, that. Super fun team. Yeah. Loved it. I literally, my first ever having a live show was with them, and it's still some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Because that first show was just so energized, and we were so just ready and, like, having fun at yeah. one one Lovely. Gotta love it. And, and all those people are wonderful people, and, um, and I'm probably missing some names, and I feel bad if I missed <laughs> anybody on that team's name. But... Um, I, I was halfway through our 301 with yeah. Drew. I took Drew for all three levels. Wow. And I realized, I was just like, I was so in my fucking head. I mean, I mean, I, I mean I'm going to drop a lot of names just because, like, they're the people I remember. I remember being in a scene with, like, Emily Towers and just getting notes where I was just like, she said she was an astronaut. Acknowledge that. And I was just like, I'm lost. Like, I feel so yeah. lost. And um, I just remember going, I have to get another 301. 
and I halfway through my first 301, I jumped into an Alex Fernie 301. Oh, you did too. So wow. simultaneously, and that's where I met Jen Kruger, who I'm yeah. now great friends with. So that right. was a bonus. Listen then, to pre-pop culture on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, about Jen Kruger. Like that. She's wonderful. <laughs> Love her. And uh, I mean, we improvise a lot, and um, and. At the same time, though, the first 301 ends, a 401 opens with Joe Wanger. I jump in. Mm-hmm. So I'm simultaneously finishing my second 301 yeah. while taking my first 401 with Joe Wanger. This is the best part. He just, Alex is out one week. I'm already like one or two weeks into my 401. Joe subs for the 301. <laughs> and the whole time, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I don't know. It was fine. It was like the class went fine, but that first moment, I was like, this guy's going to think I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. This guy's totally. going to think I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. But yeah, and then I finished it like that. And then I think I, I and then right off, I, not even hesitation, I jumped into a second one with Charlie Sanders. Yeah. And just. Been doing it ever since. That's I had great. to slow. I had to, did have to slow my boat though. Yeah, because of I got way too eccentric about being in classes and just not breathing. Yeah, there. Um, I know what you mean about that. Like I, uh, I, I feel like I'm trying to not overdo. There was a time when I was overdoing classes and practice groups. I was in like seven or eight at one point. Seven or eight practice oh, groups, yeah. uh, and that was insane. Like we'd, we, we, Meek Wheatley. Meet weekly. Wow, I can speak. And um, and yeah, it would just be like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm just I'm showing up. I'm doing the thing. Yeah, you end up not even like digesting what you're what yeah. you're attempting to do. And um, I would agree with that. I mean, I had plenty of friends that were calling me out on that. Really? Yeah, squeeze. Um, which is yeah. There's definitely that team was from an iteration of other teams as well, but that's the one that's current. But there's I have good friends that were just straight out calling me out. Yeah, like, like you're doing too. Yeah. You're doing too much. You're fucking. And they were right. Yeah. It sucks to admit it to yourself when you're like, I'm exhausting myself at two. Like the whole cliche of burning your candle at two ends. Yeah. But I was totally doing it. I think there's. I do think there's a value in it, and I. But I think there's. I, I mean, think I'm not, I don't. I don't regret it, it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to pull away from it at a certain point. But yeah, like there is. Uh, a good part about improv or a large part of improv to me is just like running into all these different variables like in a, in a weird yeah. way and this isn't true but I do feel like I'm sort of memorizing ways to deal with things and sometimes like you just have to deal with do you mean situations. deal with things in the improv scenes deal yeah like some I don't know it's, it's like, like that's funny you bring not up. mistakes or whatever but things that like go awry and you're like okay well now I kind of I've dealt with I've had people not acknowledge things or I've had realities get shifted under me enough times that I can go like alright I can kind of deal with that if it I happens hear that. you know like that's what that that's a part of it. To I me. think there's a double edged. I mean, not a double edged sword, but no, go ahead. I, there was something that I think was going through my mind recently, like in that vein of like when you're doing just improv and you're not going out and letting life kind of inform your improv. Yeah, we tend to like see the same stuff happen again. Yeah, to a point where I kind of like I just like it. And this is gonna sound so shitty because I know there's people I love that do this. Yeah, and. and I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah. Like how many times you hear? Oh, this is a weird example. The movie Silver Lake Li- Linings Silver or Linings Silver Playbook. Playbook. Yeah, I, I listened to an interview. This has a reason why I bring this up. Cool. Where <laughs> if you've seen the movie, the main character. Have you seen the movie? Steve? I haven't seen it. Well, in the movie, this isn't a spoiler or anything. I don't know. Whatever. Spoiler. <laughs> he, the writer um, David O. Russell talks about how in the book, 
it's a Kenny G song that like is a song that the main character will hear and it triggers him to get angry. Yeah. But he changed it to a Stevie Wonder because he thought this Kenny G is just like it's, it's an automatic low blow. We've already Kenny G has made fun of for so many years mm-hmm. that it's it's already loaded. I yeah. wanted something that doesn't have that already prepackaged thing. Yeah. And I feel like. <clears throat> And they're just these are just two examples in improv when I watch improv. Subway. Subway talking shit, yeah. yeah. Anytime anybody like Subway, yeah. it's like it's automatically it's it's already triggered, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like oh, Yeah. How many times do I have to hear that word? Subway. Subway yeah. And and not be creative. It's just there it's just the filler to get that small little joke. Yeah. That and Craigslist. Or like, Craigslist. Like, yeah, and we, I think, we met on Craigslist. I think that is a well uh, a result of Watching it being just engrossed in improv rather than going and letting your specific what your personal specific to fill that in. See, do you know what I mean? I totally get that. Uh, there is here, here's and I'm guilty what it is. of it. I'm guilty of no, it. No, I mean, we've all done stuff like that, and I've, I've been plenty awful, uh, <laughs> up to this day. But what I will say is, like, I do think, uh, that that to me speaks to no offense, I do it still a lack of creativity. Um, it's like, it, it's like, okay. I'm worried about whatever. I think I think honestly, a huge part of improv to me uh, is like you're just fighting the fear of whatever you're doing. Because because if you 100%. think about like what we're doing, it's not all that hard. We're having fairly you know, and especially in the UCB style, it's like fairly realistic conversations and whatever, and just trying to build and follow a pattern. All that stuff happens pretty naturally. That's not the hard part. Uh, the hard part to me is like fighting the fear of whatever you're doing and not worrying about it being funny, but still having it be funny. And like, but you're like, okay, well, if I can make a, an, an attack at Subway or Creed or, uh, you know, we're at Applebee's or we met on OkCupid, if I can take an attack at that and I know that that's a joke, well, then I'll get away with this for a little bit longer and that can push the fear just a few seconds away. 100%. And like, that's. That's not a great place to be improvising from, and that's you know who cares? We all do it. We're I've, oh, I've we're done all that. guilty. And I'm it's still... it's a point, but it's one of those things that you have to like come off of. And to me, I had this moment. And I had I, I'm like I'm trying very hard to do <laughs> like a ri- things that I think are original, uh, which is tough because it's everybody's it's everything's oh, been it's done. The hardest part. But we did we did a we did a scene. You've, you've seen this one. Uh, we're we're at a murder scene, and then somebody flops down and becomes the body. Yeah. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, I'm inspired. And I just went, I just went, Jesse, you can't just lay down in the middle of the crime scene. And, like, whatever, that's not the funniest thing in the world, but I was like, I, this is something that has inspired me, and it's different. And, like, yeah. I was like, that's one, that's, I think that's the thing, is, like, you're trying to do new stuff. For sure. And I think, and I think the hardest part is, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong, but the hardest part is doing original things, but then not, like, one, not shitting on other people's choices yeah. along the way. Yeah. And two, I think, like, the simplicity. Because cause yeah. I don't think, sometimes I think we try to be overly creative. I know I'm guilty of this too. You try to so hard be, I'm going to be so overly creative. And you 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 miss the, the simple the simple choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That can really get you, that the simple choice can make you actually open up something that's even more creative than you could have even tried to like uh, uh, orchestrate into yeah. your scene work because like alright especially right now like with with being on a Herald and going through that and discovering who we are 
You know what I mean? I mean, you're talking to someone that says, we've had one show as a full team. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel fairly new. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, some would say I'm doing Becky Drysdale's class, and she's just all about simplicity. Yeah. And But I kind of jump onto that. I think, like, like I love watching a Herald. Yeah. Um, John Velvet recently, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw her show. But I think it was before the New Year. But they were just hitting simplicity to the max. And I love simplicity. Yeah. Because I think we can. It, I think it's a balance between the two. You have to be creative, but it's you know what I mean. It's a whole. I don't know. I'm just gonna repeat the things I've heard. It's fine. Because it's like it's like when you read like the whole like robot pirate ninja. ninja. Yeah. The robots about just going through the the logical the steps. logical thing, or even just a nat. Like to me, it was beyond being logical. It was just like. You just like it was past being like oh I'm gonna be logical like a straight man I'm logic yeah it's more of like you program your robot to to go through a scene like my morning you know what I mean like my morning is I do this 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 you yeah. know what I mean that's what the robot's gonna do until something gets in its way right do you know what I'm saying yeah and then that becomes the unusual thing is that the does that make sense yeah you're go- going a lot yeah you're treating the scene I think the robot's everything. a little more like just knows how to like I have to go through these motions yeah and then something else comes in and uh yeah that might be a wrong interpretation Billy Merritt <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll send an email if there's a problem um uh, no but I know I know what you mean yeah it's one of those things that like and yeah talk, you talk about simplicity or whatever it's like we do it, it's I think uh, I, I, t- I started a Miles Roth class, and that one uh, that was interesting because he, he was telling the story about um, he thinks people where people get just good enough at improv to fuck it all up, uh, and that's that's being say the, that again. You people know just enough about improv to fuck it all up. I love it, and uh, <laughs> like I think that's I think that's really interesting because he was he was talking about and I'll just I'll, I'll sell sell do the it. story out whatever he was saying like he used to do this thing where he'd get uh, back in Chicago where he'd get somebody who's never done improv before somebody who's totally normal civilian whatever never had anything to do with it and he would do a scene with them and he, he said to call it you know anybody can be funny and he just said you know and he kind of said like oh I'm trying you know I'd be weirder or whatever and and it always worked it was always hilarious they were always really funny uh, because they just you know how do, how do normal people act what do they do well one they're terrified so they listen and two. You know, they just say what they would say. Yep. They're not. They're not like trying to be creative. They're not going for the, like the smart. Ooh, how can I trick everybody? You know, or say, like I said earlier, I'm trying to do the original thing. Maybe that's a problem. But like, you know, they're not trying to do that. But he said, and he also said, like every now and then, somebody would come up who's been doing improv a little bit, and it would be the worst one. And it would always be like the guy who's like, "Well, I'm a this," and comes in a new voice and does a weird thing. And it's like, well, there you go. You know, just enough about it to fuck it all up. Uh, yeah, I think there is something to that because. I mean, it's it's finding the the fearlessness of using using as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think most some of the most amazing scenes I've ever seen, and all the improv I've watched are the simplest, and they're using very little. There's nothing yeah. complicated about what I'm watching. I think we overcomplicate. I know I overcomplicate yeah. things. Should Even making guilty. context, it's like God. The context can be so simple, but it's like, why do we We're need all this? Subway. Why, why do we need all this filler? You know what I mean? Where yeah. it can just be a simple game. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought on that one, but it's fine. It happens. It happens to me all the time. I, yeah, I lose my train of thought <laughs> too much. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I'm really. I mean, because I know I'm. I know I'm more on stage, more comfortable. More feeling fearless in the moment when it's simple. 
Yeah. When it's simple and it's about the listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And listening doesn't just mean, I heard what you said and now I respond. Yeah. It's like when I can, when I can listen to somebody and it's not in it and I'm listening to everything they're doing, yeah. meaning how they said it, yeah. what they didn't say. Uh, what they, like they're listening to their whatever their bodies move how their body's moving but, their and, body. and this is stuff that's, that's said over and over again but it seems to be the most difficult thing yeah um, do you know what I mean I, yeah I, I uh, agree completely I mean that's I, that's um, and it's hard like that's that's hard like it's getting it is, to that real place uh, like to me I call I, 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 the term I, I learned a term a long time ago called having a private moment mm. on stage oh yeah yeah and I think that's probably the best improv um, at least that's and it's one of my goals I mean I've never told my friend Rihanna that um, she was on Squeeze yeah who's one of the people that gave me shit when I was totally over well she, I say shit she no, seems like she would yeah she just <laughs> no, she's just a great friend yeah she's just a great friend and calls me out I'm like um, no. I, you're like damn you're doing too much total sweetheart but yeah I could see how she'd but be very she, straightforward <laughs> I told her like a while I mean whack on the day I was just like I just want to be able to have a fucking real private moment on stage that's yeah. my goal is like and I know when I do reach that um, I've done it a couple of times I'm not saying it hasn't happened yeah. I mean there's done more bad improv than good but uh, that private moment feels the the easiest and the funnest yeah you know what I mean totally even if you're playing a character you're having this private moment on stage and it just happens to be great this audience gets to watch this yeah well I don't, I don't know if you remember this one. We did this one with Jess. Uh, Jess, she was coaching us, and we did like the, the kids talk about oh Ninja Turtles. Oh my god, that was a great one. That? Like that, like the uh, guy. You know, I mean, and I'm, I'm saying this basically for only you because there's no way anybody else would know. <laughs> no about one this. else was there other but, than like Dicky, maybe yeah. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Dicky, maybe Johnny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was one of those things that we sat down and we had we were having a sleepover as kids and just talking about like Ninja Turtles and like kind of what it's how it's rough growing up being a kid. And it wasn't like super. It was it was a funny scene. It was a fine scene, but it wasn't like super like. You know what I hate about being a kid? Not getting enough cookies. It was just yeah. like, you know, it was very, like, truthful and weird. And I remember, and that whole scene, it lasted for forever. First, yeah. And it was fun. And it was like, yeah, that was so simple and easy. And, I'm like, and there was wow. a game in there, essentially. You know what I yeah. mean? No, I, like, I, I remember it being funny. I don't remember exactly why. I just I remember thinking remember it was, I'm I was like, oh, cool, this is easy. Game, but. Yeah. Uh, but, like, but and to me, the, and all, you know, we talk about simplicity, the, my worst moments, 100% of the time, are... Uh, wait, what's happening? Like that's it. A hundred percent of the time, it's like yeah. uh, we're we're moving fast or like whatever. Somebody says something, and I'm like, what are we talking about? Like I don't know. I don't know how to act. What we're doing because I I don't know. I don't even know what's happening. Every, we're making so many creative, interesting choices, and we're like we live in this world where this happens and this happens, and we're all bad people. But like, don't worry because there's people. You know, there's also aliens, and like you're like. Okay, what? Like, yeah, that's think, always the hardest for me. Oh no, I agree. But I think the the solution to that, and I mean, I'm, uh, and I and I say this because I know I'm are still fighting it. Yeah, I'm still having coaches go duh, 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 slow down or yeah. listen or make a this. Um, I think that comes from a fear that the, what you said in two lines isn't enough. Yeah. Or two, three lines isn't enough. Therefore, oh, yeah. fuck, we don't have enough. we got to add, add, add. Rather than just going, well, that's plenty. Yeah. What can we build from what just got said yeah. through assumption, 
through you know what I mean or just I sometimes I'm like it's just you don't even need assumption it's yeah. just what has been said you know yeah. what I mean it's what it's what it's like you're saying before you're just running through the secret se- sequence of what would happen and yeah. like that and like oh we can build this we don't need to second line third line have it go off the rails into something that's that's funny no. in quotes you know it's just and, I don't know I mean it's I mean, maybe maybe my brain was because I knew it was coming on here. There was a couple of things that stood out like Uh-oh. recently because, like, <laughs> well, no, just like Alex Fernie had posted something about how, like, backstory isn't, um, backstory doesn't ha- doesn't is not like a justification yeah. or, and I totally agreed with that. And then I pulled like tonight in my class, <laughs> I pulled like a really shitty like kind of a justification thing that was like one, it was like totally a backstory too it was just vague and had yeah. nothing to do and I was like and it was a good reminder of that because I was just like I was like well, if someone just has a behavior you, all, you, all the justification you need is just a simple like what their philosophy is you yeah. don't need to know oh I was touched by my mom you know what I mean and yeah. all that silly garbage all you need is their philosophy and then and then to have a good scene all you have to do is go through whatever that scene its context is and let them be and allow them to be their their uh their behavior to be triggered yeah do you know what I mean and then have an emotional response to it yeah it sounds so simple when I'm saying it right now <laughs> it, it is. and then I'm like oh tonight I'm probably gonna just improv simpler drive than we it make into it. the fucking I mean, floor that, you know that part of that goes to that fear thing <laughs> I was saying you know uh it is it's simpler than we make it but Having uh, having said that, I got let's let's talk about justification for for a hot second because I think that's Please, an interesting. That's what we were. That's what I was running today. Um, so like justification. So you're in the Drysdale thing, and she was like, "What big big advocate for justification?" That sounds no. No, we've been running it in Herald. I don't. Oh, okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it in this way, but oh, no. we were running just exercises. Okay, and they were great. And they ended up being really great. Who's your Who's your coach again? Susanna Beckett. Awesome. Beckett, that's right. Love okay. her to death. Yeah, um, I have only worked with her like. Uh, briefly, yeah. like two years ago, like I, I jumped on like a group right before Kid Griff got formed. I jumped in like a one-time practice group with her. Yeah, and then now I'm like, oh, I'm in love with this girl. <laughs> She's a great again. coach. Cool. Um, but like, uh, here's here's the thing that's like about justification. So like, I think there's a way. I I agree. Justification is probably important. But I also have seen maybe too good justification. Have you ever seen that? Where it's like somebody's doing completely irrational behavior, and then it's like, well, I did this. And it's such good justification that you're like, well, then I'm irrational for giving you trouble about Agreed. it. You can, you, can, you can justify it to a point where it's no longer unusual. Yeah. You, and that's bad. Yeah. Just, you can justify I mean, your... I maybe bad. It just, it's not effective and it does kill the game. Well, because it, 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 it literally, like, it'll stop it and you're like, okay, well, now I have to flip the game or am I, like, now this person who is like, oh, you know, don't spit on the dog is like, okay, I guess you should spit on the dog and I'm bad for calling you out on that. And it's like, you basically kind of start over. I wish I could. I wish we had like an example that we could read. This out. is always the problem in discussing improv. Improv. I know. I wish we had like an example <laughs> because because I wish I could see one that does that because like I feel like the best justifications are just a simple, very simple philosophy of a behavior. Yeah. Because as soon as you start getting into the whole like this is the slew and this is why I do it and blah blah blah, you're just like. One, you're waiting your scene down so much. Yeah, like who? You know what I mean? In a sense, justification. If it gets too wit, if it gets too much, 
All it does is become exposition. Yeah. I don't want to listen to exposition. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Any shitty movie, it's because you, well, half the time, it's because you know so the, ex- the exposition is too, all exposition. too clear. Yeah. Um, but I wish I had, like, the, I wish I literally had, like, we, I wish we could, like, <laughs> have, like, a chalkboard that had two examples. Yeah, the perfect like, examples. Like, doing DOL, but with improv. Yeah. Really, oral language, but with the improv language. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I think, I think you can't, you can you literally can make something crazy become normal and then yeah. it's like Ey. you can do that. I mean yeah we're creative creative people generally working with stuff and like yeah there's 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 very few behaviors that are uh, uh, so entirely unjustifiable uh, but when we were doing exercises today that was literally just scenes where do something crazy have a justification and then we just rewind have a just news yeah. justification. I've done that before. I'm so bad at that. After oh, the second one, I'm like, I don't th- know. The thing is, though, it does. <laughs> it's. A, I mean, this is just taking from uh, Ian Roberts saying that yeah. you should be in your head when you do those exercises. Yeah. And I have to remind myself that because yeah. I get I beat myself up way too much. Yeah. I'm guilty of just being like, if I get something wrong once, I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. Why am I, I doing hate myself. this? But yeah, I mean, I had one where I was like a guy that was about to put on shoes today, and I was like trying, and and but I would take my pants. I was gonna get naked to do it, and it was okay. just like what? Yeah, how am I supposed to justify this stupid yeah. thing? And it just became oh, this makes me comfortable. I'm yeah. comfortable naked, yeah. or like every other thing where I'm wearing is is getting in the way of me really feeling like. Really knowing if these shoes are are gonna be yeah. right for me. One was I just want to be like the original Africans, so I got it like, and it was just so. It's, <laughs> and that was absurd, you know yeah. what I mean? And then like I think the last one was my shoes are attached to my pants, and it was just like that's so dumb. But again, <laughs> like, yeah. and then and then we learned, and then like I learned, I, I think I learned like a good lesson today in my in the practice because Susanna pointed out, and I thought this was great that. It's if you have something like a if you have like a, a behavior, it needs to come from a a behavioral point of like a philosophy, because you're making a choice to have a philosophy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you, a character, if they have a choice to make a philosophy, you can you can grow from that. You can you're making your character's making a choice, so therefore it's funny. It's funny if someone makes a choice to have a certain crazy philosophy, yeah. or suppose if it's like something that is put upon them. That's why, I mean, that's why uh, medication, like, you always hear, it's a cliche, but, like, when people are like, you need to take your pills now. Yeah. You're being crazy. Did you forget your pills? Or, yeah. or I, I, I'm, and I hate this to say this, but I hate, I hate, I hate being high. Yeah. And being drunk. Any kind of, like, outside thing that's affecting a behavior in a scene. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I remember seeing a scene. Not off a team of ours. I think I was on like a manifesto one night, mm-hmm. and I saw a team. And this girl made a really fun choice of being very like earthy and like you know what I mean. Part of this group, like yeah. a group kind of game thing. And they just called her like, "Oh, you're on shrooms again, right?" Yeah. You're like, uh. And I literally, I was as just an observer. I was just like, "You just stripped her." Yeah. Of any fun to have with that character philosophy, because now it's just because you have a you have an. Uh, uh, an altering 
uh, chemical in your body. Yeah. And that will end. And it's just like, that's no fun. Yeah, it's, uh, you can, uh, I've seen moves like that before. A little bit of a rant. No, it's good. It's one one to talk about because I think there's, there's, you know, there's providing people with justifications or or help or, you know, backstory, whatever, gifts. Uh, and then something like that is like a move literally to, to strip them of their character and just go like, you're on drugs. You're not like this normally. You're on uh, drugs now. And it's like, whew, okay. Well, I mean, what sucks about that? Now I have nothing that? to play with. Well, I mean, you can, you, what sucks is you can continue to play that. What it does is I feel like it makes it harder for the people who are dealing with her because... If it, like if okay say like if I'm hanging out with you and you're drunk and you're just being the worst person right now like just say or, or you can I'm say almost there <laughs> but say I mean say that's what's happening yeah I don't have to deal with you I can just go like well Dave Dave's just drunk like I'll 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 very I'll kind of ignore what he's saying and I'll just push through it because he's drunk yeah. this will change this is all gonna change and that's what you do to somebody is you write them off you go like okay well well this is all this will all yeah, end or this is just him at this, this yeah. state it's yeah. not it's not him. It's not him as an overall person or character. Yeah. I would rather deal with somebody in a scene where like that's their character and I have yeah. to deal with this. And then me as a straight guy, come up with the reason why I want to stay around with this person. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had it before. If people, um, uh, I'm I'm flirting with this and it's totally dangerous territory. Ooh. I'm I am and in my improv, if people say stuff like kind of like that. Uh, and, and especially if they put it in half a question, you're, you're on shrooms again. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not on shrooms. I don't accept that gift. I don't accept what we're talking about which in the scene, yeah. which is shitty. But it's which also it's, like it's, I've it's done a tough it before. Territory, I, but it's like, yeah, exactly. Where do you toe that line? Because there are there are moves like that that are, you know, I. I'm sure plenty of you there. You could you could back it up, and there are always uh, exemptions for every rule. But I do I do think that that's one of those things that like there's moves that are wrong, and it's like, do now am I allowed to turn those down? Am I allowed to try to take them away? Sometimes I feel like I can, well, you know. I'm, I'm going to bring up a six Martin example, do and it. I hope this doesn't like I hope this doesn't offend Dicky when I say this because I don't Fucking think it was terrible. Dickie. <laughs> I love Dicky, but like we did a scene. I think is you remember the one we did that show? I think it was Minor League Herald Night. Okay. And um, and I came out and I said crabs are talking to me. Okay. And her and her's a doctor, which was fine. She's just saying there were side effects of the medicine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I could have easily gone like fuck you, Tiki. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want it to be that. Yeah. But I I don't know for me. <laughs> oh well, okay. Do you know what I mean? I I thought you know what it's funny. I totally remember this one, and I actually interpreted it as that's a side effect of your crabs med- medicine. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah. But then that means that would go away. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So no. I mean, okay, that's it. Yeah, okay, but yeah, fair enough. That means that means to me like oh, so this is just a pack. As in a scene, then that should have solved it because then it would be like so. Can I just get on something else? Right. Can I get on something else, or do I just stop taking this and this will end? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to, this is a guy that really talks to crabs. Yeah. As a doctor, I have to deal with this. Right. And and I'm not saying, and I'm only bringing this up is because this isn't the conversation. I don't think Dickie made a terrible move at all. I love the girl. Dickie's great. <laughs> she makes me fucking laugh. She does. Loud. She's great. Um, her, <laughs> her character stuff is so funny. She is funny. But, um... I'm a very, very... I come from a household, my mom will tell you, raises what we call pleasers. Sure. I can't... I. It's so hard for me to come out and do that and be like, no! Yeah. 
I'm really like, you give me something, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to play my hardest. With it's probably it. the right way to do it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, like, a lot of times it never works. I mean, not that it never works out, but it's just like, um, I'd rather just play with what they give me. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. I don't know if that's a fault or not. But, yeah. But whatever they throw at me and whatever their response is, it's theirs and it's their choice. I can't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy that's. No, fuck your choice, man. Like, yeah. I mean, because I is, made I've made far shittier choices than that. Yeah, and it is, and it is a very specific uh, case of it. Like, I, I think that's you know, I, I don't, I'm not advocating denying people's For choices. Sure, and but stuff. I, I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Like, I don't, it's yeah, a reaction a, of going, "Why well, I want more to play with?" Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and, and sometimes, and like, or. or um, I've had, all right, all right, here's here's one that I feel like you can totally do. This is totally fine. If somebody's a crazy character and uh-huh. then they justify away they're crazy, I'm, that one I'm like, no, I get to deny this because you're a crazy character. The stuff that you say <laughs> intrinsically probably has no value. So I can say well, no to whatever you're offering, but kind of yes to your crazy character. Your crazy character thinks we're best friends. We did it with Lelon. We were talking. She said she had a ghost or whatever. And uh, do you remember this one? Just a few days yeah, ago just she said she had a ghost and, and she said come on guys you're my best friend I'm like we're your RAs uh, yeah you know, it, was a good, it got a great laugh that, and that got, got a good it, laugh well what it did is things. it made it, we, we, she established still as the crazy person exactly and, that, and that's one of those things it's like she could have said we're her best friends and like well that, then why are we such assholes and like why aren't we just accepting this and like why you know whatever well, yeah. and then I'm like well no I'm just gonna say no to that uh, and say where your RAs, and then you're still this crazy character who yeah, has a ghost sure. thing and like clear, I think clearly one, friend issues. Yeah, and I think that's one know? way to do it. And then the another way would Don't be say do no, it. guys. Well, you know, it's that it's that whole thing where like you don't say no as imp- like as the improvisers, you should never say no. Right. But the characters can say no. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the thin line. Yeah. And I mean, you it's, know a, I mean? it's tough to discern. Yeah, I think so. So at at times, yeah, and and more complicated when you're complicating your improv, it is. Yeah, it's harder. But um, but at the same time, it's like you can be in. A, I think the other opposite way is like if somebody justifies something to a point, if you you could probably listen to it and then break it apart and yeah. call and bring it back to like, no, that still makes you crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not that you say the exact words, right. but I mean. The, uh, that's my best. Oh. No, that's I'll try to figure that out. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is, uh, there is something uh, to that, and yeah, you know what? I mean, ultimately, too, you can you can gain you can gain a lot just simply from just going with a lot of stuff, like you know, saying yes to everything. Uh, it leads to, I think, a little bit of a potentially more fantastic type but of saying improv. Saying yes, I think it's not just about like saying yeah. I mean, you have to. It's the yes and. Yeah, there's always got to be and. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I guess what, here's what I'm saying. Uh, sorry, on this one is like, if you go 100% yes to things, say like every, if you go 100% yes, you know, are you on shrimps? Yes. Are you, you know, uh, you're my best friend who's been treating me bad? Yes. Uh, is there a ghost? Yes. You can, you can do that. Um, and that is a, pr- a great way to live. And I've seen improvisers go by that and they're great. But there is, that to me leads to a type of fantastic improv where there are ghosts and, yeah. you know, there, and, 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 you know, half the people are on shrooms or whatever. Uh, and then also we're on acid trips and all of that kind of thing. Like, that's part of it. <laughs> that, 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 I think that kind of comes with uh, being 
and this is just my philosophy. I don't even I, my philosophy. This is something that I've been thinking about. I don't even know if it's For right sure. or not. But it's it's something that I think like oh, if you're going because I'm I'm sure that there's there's some part of improv that we don't talk about enough that is going like mm, just to choices is going. Mm, Okay, I get what you're going for, and I'm going to work with that choice, but also, I'm not going to let it derail. I'm not going to... I don't know. Maybe, and maybe this is, like, mid-level problems, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you're... You know, like, I don't I don't have this problem. I don't think, like, we'd have this problem on Six Smart Worker Team. Like, but yeah. it's, one of the, it's one of those things where you go, like, uh, oh, right, you know, different levels of jams, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, don't I'm know. sounding condescending now. Uh, I don't know if you're sounding condescending. I think you're just sounding like everybody else out there. We're just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Because the circumstance, half the time, talking about improv and then getting up and doing it oh, yeah. are two Yeah, come see me do a show, guys. Because I real love, <laughs> I mean, I can sit here and be like, oh, yeah, this, this, this. And then you get up and you're like, why did I drop all this, this, and this, and this? Yeah. But I, I, I mean, to reiterate, I think it's a lot about just being fearless and having, having... Not being afraid to work with the le- like less. Yeah. Because I, I, I find that, I mean, that's why I like mono scenes. And the only reason I probably don't do mono scenes is because everyone says they're too easy. And I'm like, they're not. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Because yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Because to me, if they're too easy, then I don't think you're doing them right. Yeah. Well, and there's also like, uh, I think people, some people uh, approach mono scenes w- with boring. You know what I mean? Like they approach mono scenes that like, oh, this will just be kind of like one location that's boring. And I, I've seen plenty of mono scenes, uh, specifically from the smokes, so that they're like one little thing and it starts boring, but it ends amazing. Yeah. And that's and that's and you talk about these guys that like can build and work towards something. That is what to me what I want mono scenes yeah. to be. It's not about like, you know, there's some people like, oh it's just walking in and out of a, a space and just you know having little tiny moments or, you know, oh we're just kind of realistic and slow play, whatever. No no no. It's about building towards something together. Everybody gets their little yeah. thing and like it's gonna be but every but then again I think that philosophy can be put into every aspect of improv it's true it's practical every, every scene in a in a herald should be played that way yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it shouldn't be played with a panic or a fear of like or like uh, oh god i'm serving the game it should be like we're choosing and we're playing this game yeah. patiently and then you know what i mean totally no that's, that's um, at least that's the ideal yeah i mean i think that's the ideal and joe i agree and Joe Winger, long time ago, like I think four ones, like we're just going for an ideal. I remember saying that once, and that's we're just going for an ideal. I love that. And he's that. like, and like, and it's not that you're going to meet it all the time, but it is like you're go- we're going for the ideal improv over just improv, right? And like that's something that stuck with me, and and a little bit haunts me because <laughs> I know when I do shitty improv, I'm just like I'm not even close to that. Joe Winger knows <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's funny. Um, well. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's one of my new theories on comedy and everything is it's all fractals. You know what a fractal is? It's like a pattern that repeats itself, and you get closer to it, that pattern repeats itself even more. Oh, You've seen hilarious. the gifts, whatever. But I think that's part of it too. Is like it, what makes a good mono scene makes a good scene, which makes a good you know thirty second scene. Which if you look go back even further on that, that's what makes a good set, which makes a good show. It's probably all the same type of you know movements and patterns and all that stuff is this is the same thing at, at the core of it. But real quick, going on to what you said earlier uh bravery okay. i think oh of you God. as super like brave i really do i think you're like a super oh, like thanks, brave improviser uh you when you in like 
when you introduce the shows, you're like, you're always very like, yeah, we're six more, and, uh, and it's so that, great. Like it is, it is great to watch. I, that. Um, can I talk on that? Go for it. Um, I want you to. I think you're on my podcast. And I think everybody man. has their own style of that. I think that is because that's how I want. I, I don't know. I just think there's an energy. And for me, improv is a thing I share with the audience. Mm-hmm. So off the top, I damn well, for me, I want to be connected to them. Because they're part of what I'm doing. Yeah. To me, do you know? does that make sense? It's not like to me, like when I go see a play, there's a curtain. It's yeah. down. And then when the, the, the thing decides to, st- when the thing begins, then the curtain raises up. Yeah. And, then I, and then I'm an outside observer. Yeah. So something that might move me, it's happened. Yeah. Whereas improv, to me, I think it, you already, and I might be repeating something, something I've already heard, but already out the gate, you're asking for, you're asking them to participate by asking for a suggestion. Yeah. They're no, they're they're no longer just observers; they're participants. Yeah. So, thank you. I mean, I, that means a lot. Like, um, I just I love sharing because to me, like. I'm sharing, we're sharing, we're sharing our energies at right. that moment. And that's very, like, I know that's very hippie-esque. No, and but like, it's true. That's a huge part of it to me. Like, that's why I love Cage Match so much. Yeah. As much as I don't like competitive improv, I love the energy in a room in Cage Match. Yeah. The energy, like, in a, in a full-packed house at Herald, yeah. it's just there to laugh. Because you're there just sharing each other's energy and you're yeah. fueling each other. Which is, like, and to me, like... Uh, Sean London wrote this thing. I don't know if you know who he is. He wrote this thing, uh, Downright Upright. He's got a blog. Or it, it might have changed. I don't even know. Uh, but it's uh, uh, he wrote this thing how improv, he thinks improv is inherently meta. And I, I totally get that. And I actually think that's pretty smart. It's because, yes, we are, uh, we don't, sometimes, yeah, I guess at UCB, we don't typically walk like, you know, we do shows. We walk from the audience a lot of times, you know, in the indie shows. We walk from the for audience. Sure. And we ask for a suggestion. And we thank them at the end. And we thank them for the suggestion. And then, you know, we play with their suggestion. And we work with them. And that's one of the, why, like, one of those things that's like... Uh, they, and we're all we're all experiencing something happen together. We're, we're all being surprised by the things that happen. Um, and that, like, you... And that's why, to me, there is a meta move that, like, why I said... There's this meta move that I, I, like, when I got slapped and I said, you slapped me really hard. And I point, because I wanted to point that out to her and to the audience. Because we all experience something together. That's why I'm, like, winking at you. You know what I mean? And and that that can be paid off in just a normal, less meta way in your improv. But I think that's part of it is, like, yeah, you're you're a participant in the show. I would agree. I I think, I do think a better show, though, is the ones that don't. For sure. That don't ham up or wink. Because... Because you're doing a show, and People, like, because yeah. they, because then you have that thin line where, when I first, like, which is the thing I hate, and they've talked about it tons at UCB, but is watching players play ironically attached, detached, yeah. where it's like we're doing this thing that you know that we're making up. Yeah, I would rather watch a show that. That yeah, I get I get that this is all made up, but I want to feel like it's not. Yeah, I want to feel just. I want that. The great shows to me that that leaves my mind while I'm watching it. Yeah, it just it just becomes good in a weird way. It becomes good theater. Yeah, and you, you know what I mean. Yeah, that, it transcends yeah. just being comedy. It be, it be for me, it becomes something else. Yeah, it's an, it, it becomes an art form. Yeah, that I think it is already. See that, see that, and that to me, that's totally one type of an ideal, an ideal like 
talk about or have a better example of a meta move that happened recently. Please, I love and then and I and I. <laughs> somebody, Did I do it? Did I do it? And not know no, it? no, I wish. <laughs> uh, it happened in the show, and I for some reason I was vomiting uh, with somebody like very uh-huh. close to me. I was vomiting. And the guy stuck his finger in my mouth. He Ooh. actually stuck his finger in my mouth. And the, I heard somebody from the audience go, ugh. And like, what? Like, because they were all as shocked by that he did that as I was. I would never right. expect somebody to stick their finger in my mouth when we're improvising. I don't know that it's bad. I don't know if I really have a problem with it, but it was weird. And in that moment, I went, I was like, I stopped it. I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? And I made I made a meal out of him, you know, putting his finger in my mouth. And I'm like, and it, and it was it made sense in the scene. But I said like, I understand your role and why you would want to do that, uh-huh. but let's not stick your finger in my mouth. Yeah, and if like, you don't have that agreement, yeah, then it shouldn't happen. Right, but I mean, you know, and I wasn't really mad about it. Like, I didn't really care that he did it, but I know that the audience saw it as weird, and like they saw that as something that is not normal. They they and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to play to the audience's thing of this. This is not normal. This yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. how this should go. And like I made it, like I said, like I called him out on it and I made a little like just don't ever do that again. <laughs> I, you know, and I tried to make it seem like a little bit in the scene, but yeah, that was like a meta move because I'm like, oh the audience is participating in this with me. Yeah, They're shocked at it by as I am. Meta maybe I mean maybe that's yeah. the word that we have to use for that. But yeah. I mean mm. I think that's just awesome. That's I, just, I, yeah. I think that's a fun I think that's a fun show because the the audience reacted to something. I mean Brian Galvin told me a long time ago, like you know, a groan, a horrible groan is as good as a big laugh, yeah. and I totally agree with him. Uh-huh. And to speak real quick on, the, on physical things happening, yeah. I wish people would do more physical things. I'm yeah. not saying you have to get – I don't want people fucking on stage, but – I love when I see two improvisers willing to commit if they're in a relationship. Like, if the, if it comes to a moment of kissing and they just yeah. kiss. Yeah. Me, I've kissed Jen Kruger too much on stage probably for her. Check out her podcast. At this point, culture. I'm just like, yeah, at this point, <laughs> at, this point, at this point with her, I'm comfortable enough that if it, like we play a relation. Like, yeah. I think we had a show. We had a show last time. I think we were doing the Second City stage as our two-man penguins on the playground. And um, she, I kissed her on the cheek. Yeah. And she went, she's like, well, honey, why did you, like, I can't remember exactly verbatim what she said, yeah. but she pretty much called me out like, why are you not, why, if you're going to kiss me, kiss me, you know, just yeah. like, you know, like yeah. we're, we're together. And I'm like, well, I only do cheek or I go all the way. Yeah. And she's like, well then go all the way. And like, I just went for it. Yeah. And she, after told me, cause I put my tongue in her mouth, I totally went for a huge kiss. Yeah. And like, she was like, I didn't know you were going to put your tongue in I was like, <laughs> come on, Jen. I told you. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Jen. said all the way. That's really funny. Um, all right. Well, okay. Real quick then, cause we're coming towards the end. Okay. I want to talk about real quick. You, yeah. you're, you're on Herald TV now, uh, Mr. Town City. Monday nights used to be checking out. Um, yeah. Real quick, uh, like, oh, this is so, so much pressure on you. Uh, is there some, something that you feel like on your, your process to getting on a Herald team? Because we talked and you said, like, I've been working really hard for it. And I remember... Did I remember, you say that? Yeah, you did. I you might have been that, drunk. That sounds so condescending. It does, but no. It, no. <laughs> it sounds like I'm so like, I've been working hard. Not like it, several other people haven't. No, no, but it's... I mean, that's one of those things that I, I do believe you're a busy uh, comedian and you're working at stuff, and I get that. Uh, uh, what helped you uh, on the, through this, this journey of doing improvising? I mean, you know... Uh, Getting on a Herald team ultimately comes down to two auditions, and maybe that's not entirely indicative of your full skill set. But what do you, I mean, I'll give talk you. About helping. I'll give you. Okay. Um, 
I'll get personal. Maybe I'll go Barbara Walters. Just kidding. Baba, Baba, Wawa. Persistence one. Persistence. That's you can't reach anything without the persistence. This is my fourth time. I got yeah. it at four. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first time I ever auditioned. I'll admit it. It I didn't even make it to callbacks, and I was yeah. devastated by it. Just because yeah. that's who I am. I'm very. If I put myself forward or something, I'm gonna give it all. Yeah, and it's gonna crush me. But I know, I can probably handle it more now. But you know what I mean. Then when I got a callback, knew that I. I'd love to have you. Me and John Mackey know we just we ruined our callback the really? year before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you talked like we were just like, whoa, are you kidding yeah. me? Like we just. Just, and we, but again, you come out of it and you go, we ruined that, but we have next year. Just keep yeah. doing this thing. And then then the same thing happened. This is great. I love this story because Josh Kovitz on team now on the Ruckus. Mm-hmm. Last, not this year, but the last year, we were both in our callback together. We literally came out of the callback, <laughs> went, got beers, and we were just sitting there. We were totally like trying to be like, well, we did all right. We did all right. Yeah. And I didn't do as bad as the year before, Yeah, but I knew I just didn't hit it. You know what I mean? You didn't do it enough, yeah. And and the process really was just coming that persistence and just working at it and just saying and I had to slow my boat yeah because I was doing way too much and I had to take a year off of not like I wasn't completely out of classes but yeah. I had to be like I can't I can't do a, I just have to like and I started doing other things yeah. with my life rather than just doing improv you probably didn't see me. I hate to admit this. You probably didn't see me at Herald Night in the last year a lot. Yeah. I would go, I'd probably go to see Scandal. Yeah. When I, you know what I mean? When I was available and I would go see Scandal. Yeah. Because, because I liked Scandal and, and I love Farley. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was there and then I'd go, I'd go see Kid Griff because I love Anthony. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. all about my, va- instead of going because I had to be there every week, yeah. I went when I was available to do it. Yeah. If there was a casting thing I wanted to do, I chose that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't make it. I know I'm sorry this is a rant but I decided to make it not about improv being my life mm-hmm. improv being an important part of my life yeah and then when it came down to the audition yeah it was all about just um I'm gonna briefly I'm not gonna go into detail mm-hmm. I emailed a couple coaches that mm-hmm. I know and I just was like I need some advice yeah and they sent me back some good advice. Oh, fuck it. I'll just say it. Okay. Um, Jess was one of them. Sure. And she, Jess and Jess Simpson were probably the two of the people that sent certain things to me that were just simple. They weren't like, here's the secret of fucking improv. They yeah, had nothing to do. Neither of them even had anything to do with improv. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or neither of them told me like, you're the best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like, you, you know what I mean? It was just simple like things of just like, go in there and do it for yourself. Yeah. And I did, and I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't, and I don't, and I, I think hearing this might come off really bad, but I don't know how it'll come off. People hear that, you know what I mean? Like, because to me, I don't want to be your first Barbara Walters guest. It was a magical thing because it was the persistence worked out, and it was about just believing in myself. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure. Just going, I've done this before, and going in, and this and here's the simplest thing to me. I'm sorry if I'm going way too long than you go, wanted. Go, go. I don't care. But you, you, you're the one with the place to be, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What time is it? Anyway? 6.30. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, um, 
I remember going into the room, mm. and everybody does a, a backline, and I stepped forward. I was like, "There's this. We always generate this backline that's very like distancing ourselves from the auditor or the yeah. show." And I just remember just stepping forward, making sure I was at the front of that line. Yeah, not like above everybody, but just going. I'm not hiding. This yeah. is not the time for me to fucking hide. You yeah. know what I mean? And it and it made me just feel calmer. Same thing happened on my first my first Herald Night. Yeah. I remember being scared of shit. My guts came up and yeah. I had I just looked down at the ground, I looked at my feet and I went, I'm too far back. Yeah. And I literally had to take two steps forward from the back line to make it go, I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't know if that's a philosophy or like a uh what you were asked. I might have said too much. This no, just no. sounds stupid. But. Uh, well, one, it's my least favorite advice to tell people to stick with anything because I'm like, drop out. Like, I, I, oh, like you're that's a pessimist. I, no, I'm tell, I want to tell people to drop out because I believe like, the people the that people are good that at The people that choose not to, well, I hey, would agree. They'll be good. Like, I, that's, I truly, truly believe that. I and it's, that. And it, the, that advice is pervasive to stick with it. Like, everybody knows to stick with I it. I love it like, too I, much. Whatever. But I mean, no, I agree. I mean I, I mean, I walked out of that feeling great, but not because not great in the sense of like, they better fucking put me on a hero team. Yeah. It was more of like, fuck yeah, I did what I did. Yeah. And I'm happy with it. Yeah, you're proud On of my it. level. Yeah. If you didn't put me on a team, I'd still be fucking happy about what I did. Yeah. Because I'm going, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to, like, my dream is to be able to do, is to be an actor that's doing movies and in television, hopefully in the future, is my day job. Sure. And, impro- and then continually be able to do improv at night or whenever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think that I think that's uh, playing. You know, it's it's maybe it's confidence. It is confidence, but it's one of those things where you're talking about. It, that's that fear thing, and it's like you're like, all right, I'm putting away that fear. And like to me, I had a really. I had my first uh, Harold team audition this year, Great. and the first time uh, in the the first round of it, the you know the two scenes, um, I was like, I feel. Great. I was. I did it as I and I, I was like. I did. I did great. I was ahead of. I was like. I was like ahead of the game. I'm following everything, uh, and it's just because I was like. I know what I'm doing. And like, I didn't feel bad about. It. I wasn't worried about getting on a team because I'm like, this is my first one. This isn't gonna go Correct. good. <laughs> like, I don't even know what this is gonna be like. I've heard they're not laughing. You know, all this weird stuff. That's not true. It's a, it's not, not that hard. Of a, if you make uh, somebody laugh, they yeah. cannot not hold a laugh. Right. In. Even it's Alex a, Berg, who tells you he doesn't laugh, yeah. will will occasionally. There's a way. There's a, a way. Laugh. Uh, but like, yeah, and I felt great in that. And By it's the like, way, he called me out as being a molester on this show. Oh yeah, do you do you want to clear up any rumors? <laughs> no, I'm gonna let everybody think that. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I felt great in that, and then and then I got the call back, and I was like, oh shit, I might have, like, I might like make a Herald team, and I and that like that stressed me out. That thought uh. of like, I don't think I'm ready for it. Like, I want to, I'd love to be on a Herald team, but I don't know, and like. And, and all these thoughts were in my head, and I remember, and yeah, and in, in my callback, I was like, I'm such a, I was being so fearful, and like, I was, I felt fearful, and then in the in my scene partner, I was like, kind of reeling back constantly, like, I feel like that's the best way to describe it, I was always kind of like, on the ropes, and I'm like, and I got out of that, and I'm like, well, there's, they better not pick me, they'd be like, <laughs> like that would be, that'd be upsetting, uh, and it's one of the, and that's of course hilarious. they didn't, because why would they, but it's one of those things, it's like, you gotta, you, it's, it, it, confidence, Fear, whatever the you know, this tour, they yeah. need to that fear can't be on on stage. No, it just it can't, can't be. And I mean, I'm, I'm I'll admit too, like right. I mean, I just keep saying this like it's so dramatic. But, yeah, uh, this is dramatic. Like now being on a Herald, I have those same fears again. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like totally. it's, it's like, oh god, am I ready to even be like? And but then again, I just have to turn it. I have to just take the knob, try my hardest to turn it down. If I can't turn it off, to at least to turn it down and be like, I want a fucking awesome team. Yeah. With great people that I think that make me laugh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That I feel taken care of. I think that, not taken care of in the sense of like we're gonna. Yeah. You can't. You don't have to do anything. And then I have a coach that's super supportive. You know what I mean of yeah. us. And at the same time, a ball buster when we need it. You know what I mean. Yeah. And it's like okay, all I can do for the next year is just, just work, work at it. Yeah. What the fuck? It's no different than when I was not on a Herald team. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's just, not it like just, everything I mean, suddenly changes. I'm lucky changes enough. And it's now easy. I'm lucky enough. Yeah. To be able to perform for an audience on a weekly basis, or at the most possible weekly basis. Right. Yeah. It's great. And that's, you know what I mean? Shit. People do that all the time, even run on Herald teams. Yeah. I still want to be on television. You know people? <laughs> I still want to be on television really bad. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark David Christensen. Look for him on Now Casting. He wants to be on your television show. Um... All right, dude. Well, I think uh, I think that's about it. So let's wrap up. Let's do pearls of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. Note or feedback you got at some point in your life. I knew this was going to come, and I think I've heard every guest say that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first thing that pops in my brain. Mm. You flashed right here for this Ian Roberts exercise. For is Brian Gallivan. <laughs> because I love the way he plays. He's great. And, like, he's almost simplicity, like, incarnate. <laughs> Uh, he said to us in a practice once when I was practicing, I think it was just like a practice group that only happened a couple of times. Yeah. He just said, say less. <laughs> just say less. Say less. That's and so I funny. Think I, I think I forget That's that. Brian. I forget that a lot, though. Yeah. Um, because I do think we, we tend to, like you said, we we can get into the just over-justification, but at the same time, we can just we just say way too much sometimes. Yeah. Um, that and Pearl's Wisdom... I think that's the one. I, I mean, I'll leave it no, that. And then I have fun. It. That's my motto. Have fun. It's, you should always be having fun. Yeah. I love it. Because I think creativity, anything that's worth a damn in this world is because it came from a place of that, of having fun. Yeah. Uh, I had I had Craig, I'll just real quick, because I love to say less, I had Craig Kukowski as a teacher and he's on the podcast. I think he talked about it on this podcast, but he was like, we, it's a lot of, a lot of improv uh Lines, if it was written out, the lines would end in ellipses or dashes, meaning they just went on forever until you ran out of words, yeah. or somebody cut you off because you were talking so long they had to cut you off to talk. And that's the same thing. It's just like, say what you got to say, be done. But that's how we do it in life, right? We do. Well, probably not. Probably not. I as think, much as we I think want when you to. have a next time, I mean, if you could chart ourselves in a really good actual conversation that's worthwhile not, to somebody. Not this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, not this. But like, there's. I think most of the great conversations you have in life, there is there is a there is like an understanding and an agreement between you and the other person that I'm now saying this and then I'm going to respond and then I have something to say here and you're going. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not. It's not. It's not it's as not a tricky. Fight for getting your words out, or yeah. like I have to get all of this out because I might lose it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's just that a fear panic. thing. And it's that's a fear, that fear thing, yeah. guys. Let's never be, be afraid f- again. No fear. Is, I hate fear. <laughs> <laughs> to pretend it's like that. Have you seen that trailer for that new Will Smith movie? Fear is not real. Oh, is that have the, you seen that? the like, new world one? Something like that. Yeah, uh, After Earth or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's so funny. It's so dumb. And you know what? I hate that movie. Looks so awful. That speech gets me. It totally works. I'm like, yeah, it's not real. Go, not go, Jaden. He'll be okay. 
Um, all right. Uh, so that's the end of it. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug or share with our listening audience? Um, Mr. Town City will be performing matinee at 4.30 on the 18th. Sweet. Then we're doing our Herald at 9.30 on Herald Night the 21st. And then the 28th, we're at 8. Love nice. to plug that. I Come out and support us. I think I love everybody on that team. And, you know, we're... we're Find our way in Harold, and I love no, it. No, you're good. You're just saying you're good. You're good. Uh, um, oh, I think we're great. And then, uh, then listen to the One Photo Reviews movie podcast with me and Scott Davis. Scott I had Davis. to miss it today, sadly. Um, uh, but it was probably a great episode. So I'll have to listen to it just like the rest of the videos. <laughs> that and co- uh, come out and see my sketch team, The Mutiny, um, at IO West on our main stage. Um, we our next show will be the twentieth, seven thirty. Great sketch team. Love it. Uh, thank you for not plugging a single one of our current shows. Six Martin. Does we're Martin doing a show, show coming up. Yeah, we're doing one tomorrow. We got like a ton of shows coming up, but it's fine. Do we I'm have an eleven p.m. one tomorrow? Yeah, it's is that month. tomorrow? Yeah. I thought that was a couple. Of Sundays. It's totally fine. It's I don't care. I'll check. I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be there. I mean, I'll, I'll be there after I watch Harold's. So I'll be there. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Dave. Thank you so much. Super fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, wasn't that cool? We talked feelings. We got real. We talked a little bit of improv, talked about movies. Uh, go see the shows Dave just plugged. And, of course, see Sticks Martin, the team that Dave and I are on. we got a bunch of shows coming up Friday, January 25th at 1130. We're doing camp at the clubhouse. Hopefully we'll have some fun there. And uh, but, but, but what else is coming? You know what? Most of them seem too far ahead to plug, so screw it. All right, guys. Happy improvising. Golden age of improv. Stop stealing my identity and be excellent to each other. Hey, everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we... And a guest. Go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist. Get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.